Hey guys, this is your head coach Lisa back with another week's podcast. So part of our journey is about changing our relationship to food, what it represents to us, how we use it. Are we using it just as fuel? Are we using it as a coping mechanism? Are we using it as a pat on the back or solace in times when we're upset? And are we open to changing old habits regarding food. I was thinking about this a lot over the weekend, and I realized something a little while back that for me is pretty pivotal. I generally eat two meals a day. I usually have brunch and dinner. And it's not because I'm doing intermittent fasting. It's just because between meds and all my autoimmune stuff, I'm really not particularly hungry in terms of like stomach rumbling, gosh, I really need to eat something now, type hungry. And over the course of my life, that has changed. So for a long time, because of some not-so-nice stuff in my childhood, I went without initially. And then as I got older, I started being a little bit of a squirrel and sneaking and hoarding and hiding food and eating in secret as kind of an answer to the restriction that was put on me from various places. And then it just kind of changed. I, I went through a period where I couldn't get full. Nothing was satisfying. And I had a very bad run of binge eating disorder. And then when I got sick, I didn't feel like eating anything. And so there were times that I was eating one meal a day, maybe topping out at 500 calories. And that was just kind of the way it was. So I've had a disordered eating structure for a very, very long time. Now, part of the reason I think that even though I live by myself, I still end up cooking in such large portions and still kind of dish up more on my plate than I tend to need or to even sometimes want to finish in that sitting is because I still have these deprivation issues. So, there for me is this like fear or panic of not being able to get enough. And so I eat as fast as I can. You eat as much as you can, as quickly as you can to kind of avoid that. Even if there is still food on the stove for seconds and I live alone, and I realize that there that this is irrational, but I have this phobia at times, this panic that someone is going to take it away. It's not going to be there. And if I don't put it on my plate initially and I'm hungry, then that's just too bad. That's just the way that it's going to be. I hate people eating off my plate. I am such a Joey. <laughs> if you've ever seen Friends and, you know, you've probably seen the, the really classic Joey doesn't share food. I will cook you whatever you want. You can have everything out of my fridge and pantry. But once it goes on my plate, don't touch it. And so 
if I, when I have, whether I'm counting calories or if I was doing something that relied on um, pointing out or, or knowing, calculating the bites for something, or if we're somewhere and I have gotten exactly what I want on my plate, I save what I really want for like the last bites. And people have said, oh, I didn't think you were going to eat that. And then they've taken the thing that I wanted the most that I was purposely saving that sometimes there isn't any more of off my plate. And it just kind of, I don't know, like, it's very hard for me to explain. So if I knew that you were coming over and I knew that you wanted something, I would make sure that I made that as close to how you wanted it and that you could have not only enough to have while we were eating, but also to take home. So I cook for an elderly neighbor who had a stroke. And uh, you guys may have heard me talk about her before. I talk about her on my YouTube channel. And so three days a week, normally, I cook something and I take a meal down for her and we share a meal together. And I just, I really enjoy that. And and we we have no issues. Like I take her her plate and I eat mine when I come home. But if I'm out with someone at a restaurant or I've gone to a gathering or something like that and I have a plate in front of me and I'm saving that last bit of whatever that is. Let's let's say it was, I don't know, macaroni and cheese and I have it on the side of my plate and you put your fork on my plate. It's a problem for me. So I realize that all of this comes from issues and and behavior patterns that I developed as a kid. Like, I get that. And I also get that in a lot of ways, even though I recognize and acknowledge it, my view of food has actually become quite irrational in some things. So, let's say you ate my macaroni and cheese. Well, no, let's let's pick something that you could just kind of grab off my plate and eat. Let's say that I had a particular bite of, I don't know, what comes in a bite that you could grab off of my plate? Let's say I'm, okay, not that I've made these, but let's say that I made some, or somebody made some Chick-fil-A grilled nugget, you know, like the whole pickle juice brined thing. And I was like, yes, I really like this and this tastes great. And so it was something that you could kind of grab off my plate. Now, here's my point in all of this. because that was definitely a random ramble squirrel moment there. I think part of why we eat so much in one sitting, if you share this like sort of food issue with me, is because we have this idea that we can only eat a certain number of times a day or a certain number of hours apart or that something that we have access to at that one point, we treat it like we're never going to have access to it again. And so, for example, if we have to wait from lunch at 12 to dinner at 6, and if we got hungry in between, well, that was just kind of too bad. But now there are certainly jobs that make it that way, 
And that is the truth. You, If you don't eat before you leave and you don't have lunch, then you do have to wait until you get home. But for those of us like me that are not restricted by that, or you can keep something in a drawer or you have a more flexible schedule, perhaps it's time to do a shift in thinking. So what if in that instance, instead, we can say, I don't have to eat a large meal now because if in two hours I want something else, I can have it. Food is available to me when I'm hungry and not on a set schedule. I made a mistake many times of fixing a big brunch plate like I normally would. I eat part of it and then I don't want the rest of it. I get full, but I finish the plate anyway because A, we're taught not to waste food and B, in my particular case, things never taste the same reheated. So if there's something that I'm really enjoying, then I'm like, oh, Instead of thinking, hey, I can just make that again at some point, my brain says, no, you need to eat it all now because it's good and it's not going to be good later. So, or let's say that you are in in this, I was thinking I had a trip that I was going to be doing a lot of driving. I knew that I was going to be on the road for hours. And for whatever reason, I felt like I couldn't stop along the way to eat if I wanted to. So if I just eat this big meal before I go, I'll be fine and I won't be hungry until dinner, which is true. But what if instead I had only eaten a small satisfying breakfast with the intention to leave the house a little earlier and then stop at a rest stop along the way, take a break, get out, stretch, have a snack or a light lunch if I wanted to. I'm really fortunate that I do most of my work from home, so there's no reason that I can't stop at basically any point and get something to eat if I need to. Then anxiety brain kicks in and I have this issue with people thinking that I just eat all day there's nobody else here. So who am I worried about? And even if there were somebody else here, why is my health and success second to their opinion of my eating habits? There's just so much tied up in weight and how we got to where we are. The simple realization and acceptance of the fact that I don't have to eat a ton at one time because I can go back if I'm hungry, if I'm actually hungry or I can cook that meal again, or I can ask somebody for the recipe, or I can make a plan to have an item at a restaurant. It's not going anywhere. So I don't need to treat it. I don't need to treat every meal like it's my last meal. (laughs) And this is something that I realized a long time ago, but I still struggle to put into practice. So for instance, this morning, I decided that I was going to have one piece of toast, avo toast, not two. I had some tomato, some avocado. I took a slice of cheese and one egg. And instead of, and I I mean, even when I'm cooking it, my brain is like, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. You need to be doing two. Why are you only doing one? This is not going to be enough. It was more than enough because If I actually ate three times a day, I, for me personally, wouldn't need 
two pieces of eggy avocado toast because I make my bread and the avo is a healthy fat. There's a lot of protein in the eggs and it absolutely kept me full plenty. So it's, there's this disconnect sometimes between our brain telling us for whatever reason we have that we need to be eating more in any one serving, whether that's because you're in the clean your plate club or whether you have this kind of like deprivation thing going on that I have, or if the reality of your life is that if you don't eat a bigger whatever breakfast or lunch, then you are going to be physically hungry and, you know, starving by the end of the day. <laughs> There's all of these aspects. And if we can figure out not only kind of recognize and realize that it is a problem, but start with some kind of small step to change that, to begin to break the cycle of unhealthy eating habits that we've developed. It makes such a difference. And I am absolutely a work in progress on this. Just because I realize and understand it doesn't mean in any way that I have it all figured out and will never have that problem again. But one meal at a time, one day at a time, one realization at a time, we can start changing this relationship so that we can move forward in a much healthier way and we can be successful in retraining our brain to understand the way things are versus the way we think or become anxious about them being. And, uh, you know, that might sound a little airy-fairy, but I'm telling you, mindfulness in eating is so key to changing the long-term success. So it was a little rambly, but I hope you get where I'm coming from this week. And I want to challenge you to think about and identify one bad habit that, or one, I'm not even going to say bad, one habit that could be improved upon or you recognize as unhealthy and unhelpful to your success. And what is one step that you can take to start breaking that cycle? Not to completely get rid of it in a week. I mean, the reality is that's not going to happen. But what's one thing that you need to work on and one step that you can take to start putting that process in place? Let us know. Comment on the Facebook group, Instagram, or send me a message and let me know what you're going to work on this week.